Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod. This is episode number 139, Friday, September 22nd, 2023. And this weekend is the autumnal equinox, the shifting of cycles, the shifting of energy. Lots of change on the horizon as we enter the fall months. Mrs. Doggy Juice and I are on standby right now since our first son, baby Doggy Juice, is due to enter the world tomorrow, Saturday, September 23rd. So we're on high alert over here. It also means that I'm going to have a quick episode for all of you uh, today. I know I mentioned last week that I'd be looking to dive into uh, more about the life cycle of a typical football week in the fall with openers limits, uh, when syndicates typically make their moves. But I'm going to punt on that one at least a week or two simply because I haven't had much time, to be frank, to prep for this episode. It's been such a busy week because we also just moved. uh, We're actually finishing up the process of moving to a new place as well on top of the baby's arrival. But I did want to get something out to all of you as we look to get back on a weekly cadence here on the Doggy Juice Pod. So this episode will be a quick one. We'll have our plays in college football in the NFL, including our official Doggy Juice Pod teaser of the week. I can feel it all the way down in my plums, getting all swollen. So this week we had a past posting issue uh, at Barstool. Basically, they left stale pregame prop lines up during the Giants-Cardinals NFL game and got popped on unknown results uh, by, by several bettors in multiple states. And Barstool took the stance to void these wagers, suspend the accounts that past posted them on these bets. And like I said, this happened in multiple states. And I know Massachusetts already ruled in their favor uh, in terms of voiding these bets. I'm not aware of any states that are making Barstool pay out these past posted bets, but it's just another reminder here um, that these, you know, these sports books here, these reg- legal regulated sports books, rely so much on their tech um, and their their third party providers for odds because um, there's different odds providers out there. And I, this one, you know, with player props, Swoosh Analytics is a big one. I know we used it when I was at PlayUp. Uh, swish and and you rely on these feeds to work out but the bigger issue really is is barstool not noticing for as long as they did that they're getting all these past posted wagers bet with them and when i was at play up the new jersey dge made it very clear to me before we went live with play up in new jersey a couple years ago um, that you can't void bets of course past posting is a different thing entirely but if their reasoning was if you're not going to put up enough resources uh, into your risk and trading teams, you, you should suffer the consequences. And they use the example, you know, if you had uh, a college game that's minus 35 and you make it plus 35, you got to suffer the consequences. And and uh, if you're not going to hire the right people to, to monitor these lines, why is it fair for you to go looking for a free handout from the regulator? And worse off, it could be a free rule for the book too um, if you just allow these bets to, to stand and then try to avoid them after they've been graded. But, of course, this is a different um, thing entirely. When it comes to past posted wagers and known results, um, you know that that is definitely discernible. So, you know, if you're a better, it's something to keep in mind as well. And especially if you're betting outside of the legal regulated environment here in the U.S., you're really asking for your ticket to get 86th if you're going to be past posting any sports book anywhere. You know, there, it's just it's also just you know bad <laughs> bad business, bad karma. Um, and in the long run, I know you're a lot better off, especially you know depending on who your bookie is. Letting them know that you know, those lines are still up. It could go a long way um, to facilitate your, the longevity of your account uh, to bring that up and you know, sacrifice in, in your mind taking advantage of them. Because at the end of the day, when you're past posting a sports book, if you do get away with it and they have to pay you out, they're just going to close your account. But the worst case scenario is you're giving them a free free roll. If you think about it, and this happens, I can't tell you how many times this I've heard of this happening. You know, a guy bets uh, even a, even with bad lines offshore. The worst part is, you know, I mentioned that DGE thing before. 
the bad line aspect, the plus 35 being minus 35. If you're betting outside the legal regulated environment, that's creating the opportunity to, for the sports book you're betting with to free roll you. You know, you bet plus 35, line should be minus 35. It ends up losing. The book keeps your money. If it wins, they get to choose whether or not to keep your money and free roll you. So that's bad business. And then if you're going to do it offshore as well, some of the stuff, they're, they're just going to free roll and kick you out. So there's really no upside at all to pass posting pretty much in any in any circumstance uh, at all. So again, this is just an issue with Barstool. And when you see these sports books out, you know, out there just taking so long to recognize the issue and then go begging to the regulator, it's just, it, it, you know, it makes them stand out as, as being a bit incompetent still and, and not putting the resources where they should be. So um, let's just get to our plays now because we want to keep this podcast nice and short. It was a so-so week with us in our plays in the podcast last week. Uh, Michigan State got stomped by Washington. That was a really bad one. And it was definitely within the range of outcomes with everything happening with you know, the Mel Tucker situation last week and all the distractions in East Lansing. And that one never stood a chance. Fortunately, a 17 never showed to get us in for a full position on Sparty. Of course, it wouldn't have mattered, whatever the price was. But uh, So hopefully you only had a small position on that one if you had anything. And then laying it with Alabama against South Florida never had a chance either that you know, that Tampa weather came in didn't didn't help at all, but um, we got a nice CLV on that one. If you laid the 33 as recommended on the podcast at the end of last week, close 35 at some shops, but uh, we could shove that CLV up our ass on that one. Uh, we did get our under on Florida, Tennessee, um, and that, that game on Saturday night and our lean on the Gators who won outright after being historically rare. Uh, that line was seven at one point, uh, got down to six, five, uh, depending on where you shopped at, at post, but they did win outright at home as rare uh, big underdogs against the Volunteers. Colorado State, they did hit plus 24 last Saturday. Uh, really should have, have won that game outright last week. Uh, I saw it as high as, I think it was like 4-1, to 5-1 to one live on the money line. Colorado State really blew to that at, that at the end there. Um, if you were betting them on the money line at... I think it was like an eight to one, nine to one, ten to one odds. I think it did higher. I think I saw twelve to one. Now that I think about it, on some spots um, before, yeah, so definitely not single digit odds. It was double digit odds pre flop. Uh, kind of a bad beat there at the end, not getting that. But if you were live betting it, you could have absolutely uh, done quite well there. In the NFL, we had an easy winner on the Lions Seahawks over last week from the podcast. But the damn Broncos, man, jeez, I mean, that, that was really bad. I know I recommended. Uh, the money line as well in that game. They were up 21 to three and looked pretty good, but then just completely took their foot off the gas. Terrible performance, Russell Wilson. That's really bad. And then the Giants minus four also didn't get there, even after that terrific uh, all-time comeback uh, for the G-Men. They did not get there. And then the Bears failed us as well. Um, if you were able to get that Bears plus three last week, did not get home. Our NFL teaser of the week did get there, though, and with the Bills and the Steelers both covering their ends of the teaser leg, and our official Doggy Juice Pod teaser of the week moves to 2-0 on the season. Let's get into it this weekend, starting with some college football. As I mentioned here last week, it's tougher to give out plays later in the week on a podcast. That's just how it is. The market shape out. And we're really not trying to get in the business of touting here on the Doggy Juice Pod. Definitely not. <laughs> the number's not available. Just don't bet it. Hold back. And it's it's difficult to do, of course, because if you're giving out a play, the number shouldn't be available anywhere. Otherwise, you should be betting it. So um, always keep that in mind. And I, I really, I'm going to drive this point home here. When you're trying to hit 55% of your bets, I mentioned this last week. I'm saying it again. When you're trying to hit 55% of your minus 110 bets, which is a very small select group that's able to accomplish that in the long run, like very small. 
you're really only winning one more bet out of 20 than a random person just flipping coins. Just one more out of 20. So it's just it's something to drive home and keep in mind because so many people overreact in a big way to small sample sizes of just one or two weeks. Our human brains are very, very, very flawed. And people get burned by that thinking on both ways. You know, they see someone, you know, doing really well on one given week. Anyone picking out of their ass can do well in any, in any one given week. So I always say the single best indicator that you have, if you're going to look to tail someone, is to look at their closing line value or their CLV. The more often you see CLV on their bets, and of course also giving out the you know the bets at a price where you're able to play it, then the better of a sign it is uh, that they know what they're doing. But you always have to ask yourself and be skeptical when anyone's trying to give out picks, to be frank, because uh, it's usually a red flag almost all of the time. There are very rare exceptions, like um, like Raz Red Angle Sports is like the rare exception that I could think of at the top of my mind. But I've dug into touts here on previous episodes of the Doggy Juice Pod. Highly recommend you listen back to some of that. But uh, just remember, anything could happen on one given week. We have to be prepared for the variance that will come. So stake your bets accordingly. Make sure that you have enough for next week and the following weeks at the variance gods. Don't work in your favor this weekend. So Colorado, let's start with that because they're playing Oregon this week. Um, and it's been a really interesting grade in Colorado. Super high variance team this year. Oregon's laying 21 as I record this. The total's at 70. Really, I, I don't have a big lean on this one. I, I'm inclined. It's definitely Oregon or pass for me. So if you are looking to back either side, though, I highly recommend that you look at the alternative spread markets um, and, and shop sportsbook by sportsbook because the lines do vary pretty wildly. But you're going to get that with Colorado in general this year. I think a lot more variance uh, just yeah, in general, and especially in a game like this as they play better teams. Uh, so if you're looking to back Oregon, maybe look at some alt spreads as well You know, to, to get into play at plus, plus prices. If you're listening in time, um, Friday night I do like Wisconsin laying the six. Um, I'm recording this on Friday morning. I am seeing uh, minus six, minus one twelve at at DraftKings. The market is starting to move a little bit. Caesars just moved and has a little juice at, at minus six and a half. So be sure to shop around if you can find that six uh, for Wisconsin, their first conference game. Um, as they look to overpower the Boilermakers, Purdue. It's just going to be a mismatch up front. And for me, it's a decent power ratings gap between these two teams. So I'm happy to get into play on the Badgers at minus six or better on Friday night. Louisiana Lafayette at minus 10 or better, I think, is a great play. I like everything about this one, to be honest. The power ratings, power ratings wise, I make them uh, four, a little over 14 points better. Um, and I might even not be high enough, to be honest. I've been bearish on Buffalo all year. I still think there's some juice to squeeze out of fading them right now. Um, even though the past few weeks they've been losing, lost outright uh, against Fordham, um, which is as as heavy do- as heavy favorites. Um, so the juice is is starting to fade. But I think this is another week we can get into play on the Raging Cajuns. They're at home in this one. From a matchup perspective, I think this game screams blowout as well. So. Uh, looks like you know there has been some money coming in on the Raging Cages this week. Could have gotten under 10 earlier in the week, but I do like it at minus 10 or better, and 10s are painted across the board as I record this. I do make Oregon State 9.5 points better than Washington State heading into their Saturday night matchup in Pullman. And even with home field advantage and a crazy home crowd uh, to come watch these two undefeated ranked Pac-12 teams, I still think the Beavers are a solid bet at anything at minus 3 or better. Under minus three, uh, looking for a full position at minus three. Let's call it a, a reduced position on the Beavers. And in terms of ugly dogs this week, let's look over at Cincinnati playing their first ever Big 12 game. Uh, they're in that conference now against Oklahoma at home. 
Uh, it's a nice buy low, sell high spot, I think, here uh, with on, on both teams. Backing the Bearcats at anything two touchdowns or, or better. Uh, with you know, Cincinnati coming off the overtime loss to Miami of Ohio last week. The line's come down a little bit after uh, touching uh, 15 at some spots, but I still like the Bearcats catching at least two touchdowns here. Uh, Oklahoma's been world beaters so far, but just a power ratings uh, discrepancy here. I do I make this game closer to 11, so let's make our ugly dog this week, the Cincinnati Bearcats at plus 14 or better. And then look out for uh, UTSA, their starting quarterback, Frank Harris, who's a game-time decision on the road against Tennessee. The line is obviously reflecting the uncertainty there, but I'm looking at this one north of plus 21 and a half, and that might make UTSA an ad as an ugly dog on the college football card on Saturday. But pay attention to that quarterback news. The line will move based off uh, based off that expectation there. All right, let's move over to the NFL. Hello! We're only two weeks in. There's been a lot, a ton on the injury front in the NFL. Um, a lot of overreacting, a lot of underreacting. And it's your job to decipher things and and, and uh, figure out which way is the right way, which is, of course, easier said than done. Like I mentioned last week, it is tough giving up plays, and especially in the NFL on a Friday podcast, and especially to market with uh, with sides and totals like in the NFL. So uh, they're usually just too sharpened out by the weekend. I do plan on getting these episodes out earlier in the week this fall. Uh, a couple weeks ago I did, but these are not normal times at Doggy Juice headquarters with the baby due tomorrow. We're trying our best here, but uh, still some market opportunities that I do like heading into the weekend. The Cleveland Browns, and you're seeing a lot of split here. Um, minus three was there. That's where I gobbled up. It had, the line has moved to minus three and a half with juice on the dog. Um, if you shop around, you might be able to find minus three with uh, with not too much vig. I, I can't give any right now, but uh, you know, minus three, minus 120 or better. I would definitely get involved. You might be able to buy it. Be careful buying. Um, I've, I've said this in the NFL Buying on and off a three is worth about 19 cents. Tick that up a teeny bit when the totals like this one are a lot lower. This total is 39 and a half. Um, but sometimes, you know, you want to get involved in the money line versus the spread. So I always encourage people to look at a money line spread converter that, that can be found for free um, on several different websites. You can see where the value is uh, is better. The Browns money line at minus 170 is uh, DraftKings, as I record this, I think is a decent look for this one with the low total. I make the line 4.7. This is it for Deshaun Watson. We'll finally see where he's at because the Titans' pass defense is putrid. Their 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 rush defense is really good, so it's really going to put the pressure on Watson. Everyone knows this to, to finally throw the ball this week. I am bullish on him getting it done against that Titans' pass D. I, I think it's a it's a good spot to back Cleveland. Of course, we were bullish on them before the season started, uh, and reason stands to reason that we want to back the Browns here. Derrick Henry's banged up as well. So I'll be I'll be back in Watson in this spot. I like the Browns to win and cover at home this week against the Titans. So let's make it. We'll say you know just because the podcast is being recorded right now and and three is not the consensus. So we'll call it minus three and a half uh, at minus one hundred five uh, or better for that one. But really look at that spread money line difference and hold out to see if you can buy a three uh, for a reduced price or at least a fair price on the Browns. The Bucks, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Plus five, pretty much everywhere as I record this on Friday morning, except FanDuel. But those fives can be found. I've upgraded the Bucks uh, about two and a half points this year already, based off their my prior, uh, the, uh, the preseason priors, uh, which is a lot for the NFL after two weeks upgrading. 
Um, and I have the Eagles about four and a half points better right now as I record this. Of course, you know, the banged up Eagles. And when you factor that in with the Bucks at 2-0 and at home with the crowd, that's actually going to be into it. Even factoring in just one or two points for home field advantage. I, I like the Bucks this week at plus four and a half or better. Reduce the position at plus four, but you could find plus five pretty much everywhere as I record this. And then the Steelers are interesting to me. I would bet them at plus three at minus 120 or better. You could shop around and find that in one or two rogue spots as I'm recording this. Um, I, I like them in a teaser leg too against the Raiders, but I really would. It would have to be a three to get involved in this one. I don't, you don't want to lay too much juice. They are popping from time to time, so look around, wait to pounce. But let's say Steelers at plus three, minus one twenty or better uh, this week as well. I do lean the Commanders power ratings wise, but would need a seven to get into play there. Just a slight lean there at home against the Bills. And then nobody wants to bet the Bears this week after all the bullshit happening. The line looks pretty spot on. I do lean Bears at the current price, though. I'd need 13 to get involved for something small and 14, which we're not going to see for anything, uh, for, for a full position, for anything good. But power ratings-wise, I make the Chiefs about 10.5 points better. And uh, you know, th- things are ugly for the Bears right now, which means maybe it is time to, to buy onto them soon. But um, you know, after last week, they're a team that I'm really thinking of, of just putting in the drawer, um, as, as David Malinsky used to say and just uh, not dealing with them. And actually, a little bit more on that in a little bit. Uh, in terms of props, I figured I'd give one out here. Stefan Diggs over receiving yards. I know Adam Chernoff and the team over at, at Right Angle Sports likes this one too. It's a great spot for him against the commander's defense. Price-wise, I think it's a great spot to get into play in the current market on the over. Uh, 69 and a half over 69 and a half is at MGM as I record this. If you're able to get down there for more than $3, the Canby books, if you're able to get down more than 30 cents at those books, they're at 70 and a half as I record this. DraftKings, 69 and a half, but minus 130. So make sure you shop around for that one. We'll call it 70 and a half over on Stefan Diggs receiving yards. And then our teaser of the week, we're 2-0 and after last week with the Bills and the Steelers legs cashing. Just for a quick reminder for any new listeners out there, you could still find a nice edge betting the NFL on the Stanford Wong teasers, teasing through the key numbers of 7 and 3. On, two, on both legs of a two-team, six-point NFL teaser. So you got to get through those key numbers of three and seven. And in addition, you also have to not be paying too much VIG on that bet. And most sports books out there, especially the U.S. regulated ones, have made the price too prohibitive to even bet. This has to be minus 120 or better. There's still a few small holdouts where you can find in faraway places that are only charging minus 110, minus 115. Make sure you cherish those books because there's a nice math edge to be had on this uh, especially if you're getting at minus 110 on these. But we have a few options uh, this week. We have the Ravens, who you can get. They're laying minus 8 consensus. You could tease them down through the 7 and the 3 to minus 2. Uh, the Jaguars, from minus 8.5 consensus down to minus 2.5 through the 7 and the 3. Uh, and then Dogs, the Saints, from plus 1.5 to plus 7.5. Shop around. As I'm recording this, you could see, I'm seeing plus 1.5 at DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars, MGM, the Canby books. But make sure you know, you're looking because there has been some Saints money coming in. And some shops have moved to, to plus one uh, on that game. Actually, the Sharp books, which uh, is actually a cue to get involved in your Saints teasers if you haven't already, if you're able to. And the Steelers, like I mentioned before, you could tease up to eight and a half. But really, you could find that plus three. Um, I still, you know, I think if you're able to find that rogue plus three minus 120, that's a better look than doing the teaser. Um, in the long run, it's just a better better to take the plus three. And similarly, you know, if you can get minus seven on teams instead of teasing them down, you know, the, you know, through the seven to three, if they're at seven, you're better off in the long run actually laying it. For the most part, uh, there are exceptions. You know, the smaller totals or, or larger totals there, but uh, 
Um, I digress. Um, the Jets are also there with, with that line at two and a half, but that's a pass for me. Um, and you could really look for a plus three on the Jets if you really want to back them this week. But And technically, my numbers do make this a value play on the Jets, but I don't have as much faith on my Jets numbers right now. And they are in the drawer for me right now. Uh, just to use a phrase from the, the late, great David Malinsky, if you're not confident in your power rating and there's uh, there's some information on a team that you know just doesn't have your confidence level anywhere near high enough to bet on a team, he simply puts them in the drawer and waits to see you know, when he's more confident in the power rating. And it makes sense because... You know, you, you should only be betting when you have strong confidence in, in your play, of course. And this is not a spot where, you know, I, I would normally be looking to bet the Patriots. Of course, Belichick versus Zach Wilson in this game. And there's some respected people I know in the industry who like the Patriots this week. But from all my grading, power ratings wise, I only I make the Patriots just a slight favorite, not the two and a half. So I, I just can't get behind it. Um, and Patriots own two with their backs against the wall. I'm not going to be back in the Jets in this game. So I'm passing this game, and I'm keeping the Jets in the drawer. Technically, the Rams are are in teaser territories. I'm recording this, but so much Burrow injury uncertainty right now. We have seen some money came uh, coming in on, on the, the Bengals uh, uh, this morning, uh, Friday mornings. I'm recording this. That line's now ticking up to three at some spots. So that's a pass for me on the Rams. Uh, so really, we're looking at the Ravens, the Jags, and the Saints this week. Uh, on the teaser front, and let's let's do the two favorites. The official Doggy Juice Pod NFL Week Three teaser of the week will be the Ravens down to minus two, paired with the Jaguars down to minus two and a half. Go DJ! All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. As always, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. And if you enjoyed listening, all I ask is that you just take five or ten seconds to leave a quick rating on Apple Podcasts for the Doggy Juice Pod. And if you want, leave a review as well, but just the rating takes five to 10 seconds and really helps get the pot out uh, to more people who may be able to benefit from it, especially people who are interested in learning more about the the latest in state-by-state sports betting legalization or just how to become a better sports better during these very exciting times in the industry. Anything you could help do to help help spread the word, spread the love is very much appreciated. As I've mentioned, Mrs. Doggy Juice is due to give birth to Doggy Juice Jr. tomorrow. We think he's going to come late hopefully after the weekend so we can enjoy one last weekend of football. But for sure, that's going to impact the next few weeks on my end in a major way. I'll be sure to put something out here next week, even if it's got to be really, really short. And coming up, as promised, in the next few weeks, we'll dive into the life cycle of a normal week during football season in the fall, as in when numbers go up, when limits go up, how a line of college football in the NFL evolves over the course of a typical football week in the fall. I think a lot of you will find that interesting, so we'll be back with that. All right, everyone, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the fall equinox. Good luck on your action, and I'll talk to you all again soon. Doggy Juice out. (laughs) 